Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, September 17th, and we're continuing our Taking Maction uh, outside the classroom and in competition uh, series here. Um, we have two student athletes with us today, Maurice Adika from Bowling Green. He's on the football member of the football program and Nasha Manticool Davis from Kent State Gymnastics Program. Um, how are you guys doing? And first, we'll start with Maurice. How's, how's life kind of being back on campus right now during such a crazy time? And kind of give us an update on, on things at Bowling Green. Uh, thank you for having me. Life back here on campus is it's very odd. I'm living off campus this year, and it, it still feels odd when you – when I drive around to, like, my class or anything, it's – you don't see too many people out like during the day or if you do you see people masked up it's starting to get a little bit better seeing people out but it's just it's nowhere near how it usually is when you first go to college in that fall semester you know that's when you're welcome to college you got the fall colors you have like hold of people going to class and everything it's, it's definitely a lot different but uh you know it, it's just something you gotta get used to for now hopefully it won't be for long and nash um, being back on campus is actually kind of nice. Um, we've been waiting for forever to like get into the gym and we're finally getting back into the gym. Um, we started last Friday, I do believe. So we got like kind of like a full week with Labor Day, um, in the mix. Um, so that's been nice. And then just kind of like seeing the familiar faces, like trainers and coaches and like staff just going through buildings has been nice. Like, although the student life hasn't been like how it has been in the past. It's just nice to like be on campus and like kind of get that feel for it. Yeah, and I, I guess I want to follow that up with, and we'll start, Nash, we'll start with you this time. What's been the, the biggest challenge for you guys as you try to integrate yourself back into campus life and, and your sports? Um, the biggest challenge, I would say, is kind of like adapting to like the new things that we have to do. Like we're so used to just like walking wherever we want to go and like going through any door that we want to go to, but now we have to like go through certain doorways to follow the certain arrows. Um, you got to make sure you get checked or like do like the daily checkup before you come like into like buildings or like into practice or going to lifts and stuff like that. So that's probably been like the biggest change and like that we're trying to adapt to, but yeah. Maurice, how about you? I would have to agree. Honestly, that's the biggest thing is just getting used to following these new regulations, honestly. Sure. Sure. Well, as I mentioned at the start, uh, we're, we wanted to got, have you guys on. Um, big part of the fact that you know we're not playing currently is we we can have and use our platform and and use your platform and and voice on many different topics. And it's something that the MAC has been huge in and one of the uh, you know leaders around the country uh, when it comes to talking about difficult topics and 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 uh, off the field things and. Uh, you know, we want to take this opportunity to, to let you share your voice and your opinions and your thoughts on the topic of uh, implicit bias, uh, recognition, management, and microaggressions. And, um, you know, I guess I'll start. We talked with uh, Bree Robinson on Tuesday uh, about this topic as well. In, in just a couple sentences or as, as plain as you can, kind of introduce that topic and, and what it kind of means to you, not necessarily defining it, but I guess in, in a way defining it and, and what you've learned about it. We've had many different calls uh, over the past few weeks, and I know you guys are developing things on your COSA calls. Just uh, Maurice, we'll start with you and, and just what that all means to you. 
the easiest way I can explain like what microaggressions and how it how it how it affects is like a simile of um so you've been bitten by a bug before, right? Like it's annoying, it's there. But with some people, they get bit by a lot of bugs and it comes it the more it gets the more annoying it is to the point where like you get a breakout point. And then when people see that breakout point, they're like, What's the deal? It's just like a little thing, but they don't understand that's is a, a combination of multiple bites like that. So it's just, uh, to me, it's a better understanding of other people. Which is why I like where we're going in the direction everything right now. It's a big, big uh, idea of understanding others before you like just say whatever you want. And Nash, what about you? Um, kind of going off from Maurice for like the microaggression. Like that was probably a big thing that I learned, especially in the past weeks um, when we had like the DEI meetings. Um, I myself I don't know how I did this but kind of normalized the microaggressions that were coming to me like I never thought that like somebody coming up to me and asking like what are you was like a microaggression like I was just like oh like it was just a question like I guess you're kind of being funny I guess maybe I don't know <laughs> um but I would say that that's kind of one thing that I've learned a lot about and like I've learned that like I can't accept those anymore or, like I shouldn't just like let those go by as what I think are jokes or what I kind of as I hope I think are jokes um so kind of like speak up about those and like be like hey like there's probably a better way to like ask that or you know just kind of like straight up ask me like what kind of what nationality are you like what do you go by yeah and I mean Nash you kind of covered my my next question but I want to hear from Maurice too I guess how how have you kind of changed your ideology when facing microaggressions or biases um, as you've gone through life and, and, and changed? Uh, much like Nash, when I was kind of growing up before I got to BG or even like this year, kind of just sweep it out of the rug, like it's whatever. I mean, if you hear from other people, you see it going around, like it's not a big deal, it's just a question. But I feel like as I got here, I've started, it, it's, it's a combination of everything going on. I started like think about it, you know, like why is this, why is it like, asking that question isn't there a better way of saying that why is why is it making me why is it bothering me like it is so much so but um i i've started like say like to even my friends like hey don't say it like that or there's a better way for you to approach this and honestly if they can't like you know understand i'm not gonna like just ditch them but i'm gonna it's not gonna be as close to friendship i don't want to like just ditch them like leave them be because then they could be doing that to somebody else you know Right. And, and for people listening, why don't you each go through uh, your background, a little bit about your background and your uh, nationality, uh, just so people know, and then we can get into maybe some of the things that you've dealt with. And look, like none of us are perfect. We all like this show. We've all had these, right? We've all had microaggressions and, and biases. It's just you, you kind of are born with it, right? And and until you know, or until Maurice, to your point, until you kind of check someone or or, um, you know, educate them. That's, that's what this is all about. You know, that's why we're here today. And that's why we're having these discussions. So, uh, Nash, I'll start with you just a little bit about your background, nationality, and, and uh, then take that from Maurice as well. And then we'll get into some of the things that, you know, you've had to deal with and, and uh, go from there. Okay. Um, so my background to so my mom is Thai. And then my dad is mixed so he's 20 or he's 50 percent white 50 percent black so 
I'm 50% Asian, 25% Black, 25% White. So I kind of got like a whole mixture. Um, but like when people ask what I would kind of go by, I would say Asian just because that's kind of like more geared towards that. Um, but I know growing up, like I didn't learn too much about the Thai culture just because my mom wanted me to like live like the normal American life. And like growing up, like I thought, Oh, like, like that's fine like that's okay but now like I'm thinking about it I'm like well, I kind of wish I like learned more like kind of lived like the Thai culture um just because I feel like now I kind of missed out on like something that's half of me in order to like be the other half of the person so that I could be accepted with everybody else that I'm living with um so that is kind of like is different and like I'm trying to like venture out now but it's kind of hard since I'm a lot older and like learning things is a lot different when you're older and you have a lot of other things going on so yeah <laughs> Maurice go ahead well I come from a family of three brothers and two and my mother and father I'm Kenyan as you can see by my flag yeah uh, find that uh we and my family moved here when I was three years old I was about 13 years old I was 18 and so much like Nash was saying, when I was in daycare and everything, my parents really wanted me to focus on learning how to be an American kid because, you know, come here, dark, I speak a totally different language. It wouldn't go well for me. On the contrary, the bad part, excuse me, is that when I learned English from Swahili, I totally forgot Swahili. And so I still haven't learned it <laughs> because, you know, like, I mean, I'm older now and that's a lot to learn the language. But um, anyway, it's... Um, so I've been, been going up in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I'm 100% African, but like, just because I've been here since I was three, I'd probably consider myself as an American citizen, you know. Sure. No, I appreciate you guys both sharing that. And just growing up, is there stuff, uh, again, Maurice, we'll start with you. Growing up, and, and even you could take it to present day, what are some of those uh, microaggressions that you may see, or even, I mean, you, we can all be open here about things that you may have had and you're like, whoa, or maybe it's something recent. You're like, you know what, now that I'm really thinking about this, this is something that even I like am, am saying, or I'm thinking. So we'll, we'll start with you and then go to Nash. Uh, growing up, it's like people would always assume a certain thing about me because I'm bigger than black. I'm aggressive. I'm like controlling. Um, it's just like all these kind of notations like that that I'm supposed to fill in the box. And so like, well, I mean, I understand where you come from, but like, don't just attack me like that. I mean, like, I'm a nice person. I'll talk to you. If I say something, just let me know. And um, I'd probably say like, I personally, I know I have said some stuff to people like, um, if I can think of something from the top of my head right now. Right. It's just like, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying it's all right if you can't think uh, of anything off the top of your head. It's, it's all right. But uh, yeah, um, it's it even comes to now. Like people will just assume a certain thing about you. Like they see me and like, oh, you know, you'd have to know good or something. I've been times when I've gone to stores and like I can look around and everybody's just looking at me, seeing if I'm going to do something. It's like, I'm just here to buy something. Sure. Nash, go ahead. Um, I guess I would just say the most common microaggression that I've kind of like dealt with growing up and like 
kind of to this day um is that like the question of like what are you or who are you um and like when I get asked that question I'm like what do you mean like I'm a female I'm a girl like what do you like what are you trying to get at and then um so they're basically asking like what like I guess like what my nationality is or like and people will assume like I'm Mexican or Hawaiian or Jamaican or like I don't know some some other thing than what I actually am and then I'll like tell them what I am and then they're like oh are you sure like are you, are you positive about that I'm like I think I think I know like <laughs> what my family history is um but yeah and I'm, I like know that in the past just because I didn't know anything about it didn't learn about microaggression growing up in school so I know that like in the past like I definitely probably said some things that like I shouldn't have said or that like went by as like jokes like I said before um and kind of along with like the stereotyping um of like people and stuff like that but now that like I've been more aware I've gone through several trainings um I've kind of like recognized those and like don't use them anymore um and then try to like make it aware to everybody else that like we should stop doing that and like stop normalizing it because it's just not okay <laughs> and no Jeremy I remember on our last call you mentioned that you grew up half Jewish and I can't help but remember when I was a kid my best friend was half Jewish and we always used to clown him saying oh you get two holidays during during Christmas and Hanukkah like oh you're so lucky or whatever and looking back on it you just like think about those certain things that you say that you don't want to say anymore. I guess my question to you both would be how, like when you had those biases, how did you work on them and, and how did you overcome them? I guess is, is my question. And Max, I guess we could start with you. Um, so like, are you saying like for me going to like to somebody else? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like how did you work on your own biases? I guess. For me, like the first step was just, like recognizing it like kind of learning about like what each thing was like I always knew about like stereotyping as a kid just because that's probably like the most common term that's used um with like kind of different races I guess um and categorizing them um so like I guess just kind of like going through like training and like talking to people who are like specialized in like DEI um like listening to them and like kind of what they're saying like figuring out like how I've used what they said in my like life and in the past and like maybe like digging up things that like I kind of just buried in the back of my head that I figured I should just let go but like now like thinking about it like if it comes back like I shouldn't let it go and like stuff like that um I, I would have to say for me I developed like well, people are just inherently scared of me, then I'll just like be overly nice, be overly talkative, laugh everything off, make jokes for situations, try to be friends with everybody. And I mean, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing to do that. It's just like, that's kind of how I like kind of overcame that was to try to perceive the first thing people thought of me was like, oh, you know, he's not like that really. But it kind of like also alienates me and further provides that uh, idea of like, who is different from others, he's one of as I heard a lot more of the good ones, that, that gets me really irritated, honestly. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to ask you guys both. Again, what are, what are some of the, your pet peeves, you know, when dealing with this topic? And you kind of hit on them a little bit, but, you know, if you had to pick one or two things uh, right now that 
other people say or just how people act. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, towards you, but uh, what, what are some of those like pet peeves of yours that you just wish people wouldn't do? Maurice, we'll start with you. Like I mentioned before, it's when I hear the phrase, one of the good ones, that really gets me entertained because it's just assuming that it's two different sides. Like, no, it's the same that both people, people make choices. You know, it's just like you. Are you one of the good ones? Or no, you just make a choice. That's probably the biggest one. Um, and then again, when people like start, you can always tell when someone starts to tiptoe around the topic. I'd be like, you know, it's it's really not that bad. Or like they try to sugarcoat it, what they're saying. I was like, I first wanted to say is I just say what you want to say and then we'll go from there. It's, I mean, it's, of course it's going to upset me, but like, that's going to attack you. I want it. I want, I want to hear, I want to hear what you have to say and I'm going to show you why you're wrong. Nash, go ahead. Yeah. Kind of like um, what Murray said about like, Oh, you're like one of the good ones or like, I kind of hate when people say like, Oh, well you're different from them. I'm like, well, what makes me different? Like, we have the same skin color. Like, I mean, I didn't grow up with them. Like I grew up with you guys, but like we have the same skin color. If you got to know them, like you got to know me, you'd probably think like the same as them. Like you probably think that they were different than others, but they're not. You just like got to know them and like know them personally. So you didn't have to stereotype them to be like, oh, well, I'm just gonna assume that they're not as good as you are just because I don't know them. And that's like kind of one thing that I don't want people to do anymore just because not everybody's bad, not everybody's good. Like, I mean, I don't know. You can't base people off of their skin color. No, totally. And and as I'm listening to you guys, and, and we talked about this last show, Eric and I, no matter if it's uh, DE&I or uh, mental health issues or voter education, um, when we're doing these shows, we're going to learn a lot. And what I've already learned is my wife's Korean. And so our kids are half and half. And so, you know, bringing them up and, and we're already doing a pretty good job of them kind of knowing their roots a little on their mom's side. But that's something that, you know, as I talk to you guys and uh, as they grow up, they're probably going to have to deal with some of this stuff. So to get out in front uh, of these topics is, and to hear you guys, and it's it's a really a good education thing uh, for myself as well, because just you, you don't want your kids to have to necessarily, they're going to have to deal with it, right? But, you know, to talk to them up front and, and realize what's going on and how to handle it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm learning from you guys as we're sitting there talking. So, you know, I thank you as well. Oh, and I think I think that's really important. Like, as Jeremy said, we've done a lot of these conversations now, and we're going to continue to have those conversations. But I guess the cool thing about being in the Mac is you get to have these type of platforms to talk about this type of stuff. And um, I guess my question to you guys is, is what, what does it mean to be in the Mac? And can being able to have these conversations, and, and where do you expect to see it go from here? And Nash, we can start with you. Um. Well, I guess, like, with a Mac, I guess I can feel that I've been, like, very thankful to, like, one, be a part of COSA, um, and kind of, like, get to learn just, like, being in the COSA group, and, like, there's so many different backgrounds, and, like, you get to know everybody on a personal level, and, like, we all just become friends, even though we don't go to the same universities, like, that's kind of just, like, really awesome, um, and then also, I love what the Mac did over the past summer when we did, like, the leadership week. And when we like talked about many different things throughout the week and had a different topic each day. 
um, that was really nice. And I love how like we're taking initiative about like everything that's going on in like today's life, like the voting and like pushing for that and push pushing for like social justice and everything like that. And like, not just like, like the surface topic, but like going in depth and like talking about like the roots of it all. So I could not have been more thankful and grateful to be part of the MEC. Um, so yeah. And then I guess for like on Kent campus, I think we've take, taken kind of what we've talked about with the MAC and kind of like got, got ideas from like what the MAC is doing and what other universities are doing. And then we're kind of implementing them here. So that's nice. And hopefully like that'll help change on campus as well. Uh, for me, I was actually never really recruited to come to Bowling Green for football. I walked on after trying out multiple times. And then from there, I really got put in a sack by one of my advisors and then Ethan Good told me I should be a kosher rep. And it's really, I want to say thank you to those people because without them saying, like, just say something to me, I'm like, all right, I, I thought I was just going to be like, you know, it's a guy on the football team. But it's just, it's more than that. And that's the biggest thing I feel like the Mac is pushing right now. You are more, you are more. And, and that's what I want um, all, all of my teammates from different sports universities and everything in the Mac to like, even not just Mac, just everybody to realize that you're more, you have more, you know more, you can do more, you know, and that's what I love about the Mac. It's really a big push right now. Um, you know, I also like, I, I feel the thing that needs to like, come forward to is also on us as athletes to realize that, you know, we got to, they're doing a lot for us right now and we got to re recuperate, precipitate, sorry, reciprocate <laughs> what they're doing and uh, give the same effort. And I feel like if both parties, you know, join hand in hand, it'd be like, really big going the steps are going to be major yeah I know one thing I mean I've been involved with this conference for a long time now uh not only as a student but uh just working within the conference and to see how we've taken the lead I, I believe across the country uh, when you look at all the conferences uh, a lot of what's been going on this year uh, you see a lot of other conferences hey we're, we're making this uh group or doing this and and the mac um before all this was doing all this already. And that's something we're all very proud of. All four of us on this call and many, many more people are really proud of. And now to, to have and be able to have your platform um, and, and all the things that we're doing and we're already kind of have a base of the topics, uh, I think is really important and really cool that, that the Mac is, you know, not just great competitors on the field, but we're, we're doing big things and we're talking about big topics off the field. Um, Last question kind of for each of you to, to touch on is just the education of all this. We talk about what the Mac is doing and, and everything that um, not just that we're putting on media, but the, the calls that you guys are having and the seminars and everything that you can be involved in. You know, talk about education, what you plan to do, maybe some things or uh, if you have any tips for people that are listening to this that, that want to learn more about this topic, maybe if there's anything that has helped you or or your teammates and and uh, Maurice, we'll start with you and just the overall education and, and moving forward where you hope this gets to. I will say for a lot of people that right now, it's a very time where it's annoying. It's loud, you don't want to pay attention to it. I mean, we saw it with the Chiefs and Texans game, how they stood in unity and that's the people doing it. It's going to be a very big push period right now between two generations. People who don't want to hear it, people who do. I would say what you need to do 
is do whatever you can. You have a voice, you know, like, you don't, I'm not saying you gotta go out there, go hand in hand right there in the front line with everybody. But I am saying like, you have people here who are affected, who, who you know, are hurting. You want, they want to be heard. They don't know how to. So I let them know. And it's just, the biggest thing I want to say is compassion, you know, show for others. That's what it is. I feel like as a society, we've grown so far to like, just don't like people. I mean, I see it all the time with like everything with COVID. You see people talking about oh, masks. So what if like 2% died? I'm like, that's still a death, you know? It's still someone else has died. You know, I feel as a country, as a people, we just need to become more compassionate to each other and become truly united. Go ahead, Nash. Yeah, I think kind of like good enough for Maurice about um, kind of like it being a rough time and uh, kind of recognizing where you stand and like what you can do. Um, I know I've had a, a few conversations with like teammates or just friends about, um, you know, you don't have to go out there and like post like the most extravagant posts or like go out and do like a protest if you don't feel like it, but you still want to like learn more then you can like reach out to like a friend or reach out to somebody on your campus. I know there's probably, um, and at least on the Kent campus, we have like a DEI program. Um, you can reach out to them if you're looking for more information or if you just want to like keep it in between you and just a few friends maybe you get a group together and you just have an open conversation like that's still like learning about each other and um kind of like different topics of that nature um so i think that like you don't have to like take these giant leaps to like educate yourself or to like change you can definitely change like by one page at a time and, like even if it's just like one small little thing that you learned maybe you can think about that for, like the rest of your life or like just for like a week or two and then see how that applies to you or how you think that applies to other people who you see like walking down the street or walking across campus yeah i mean both of you that's those are fantastic messages and i think we should end it we should end it there with those with those two uh messages so we want to thank you guys again for coming on spending time with us i know I can speak for Jeremy. I think when we come on here, we have a great time talking to you guys and, and learning about all this stuff um, from your perspective. So we really appreciate you guys coming on with us today. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Thank you so much for having us. I enjoyed yeah, this a lot. Thank you. Take care.